I did suggest on the podcast many weeks ago that I would get somebody involved in officialdom from the golfing world to come on and discuss the world handicap system. And I'm delighted to say Roma English, who's a Congo board member, has come on to the podcast to have a chat and make sure that I'm up to date for when I next play golf. So, hello, Roma. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm very well, Paul. Delighted to do this. And uh, I hope I'll clarify a few things for our listening audience. Brilliant. So, Roma, the way I'm trying to describe this is trying to put it into practical terms. To be honest with you, the, the maths and high slope ratings have come by and all the background work is, is it, it, you know, it's not really that interesting to me and to a lot of people. All we want to know is, how do I play golf? Has anything changed? So tomorrow, for example, say tomorrow's a beautiful bright day and I rock up to the golf course with my partners. My handicap index is 16.4. What do I do? Well, first of all, uh, if it's a, an official competition and if we weren't in the COVID situation, you go straight to your computer and you would enter your number, your ILG or your GUI number, which I don't think is going to be changing. In that goes and then up will pop your handicap index. And the first question you'd be asked is this correct? And it's your responsibility, of course, to know your handicap index. So we'll assume that your 16 point, whatever it is, handicap, is, handicap index is correct. That will then generate your course handicap. And if you're playing in the Stableford or a stroke competition, it will also generate your playing handicap, which is 95% of that. And that is a mandatory deduction throughout Great Britain and Ireland. Now, Hopefully, your club will have a card printer. And that has been the most useful thing. If he hasn't got a card printer, then start a whip round to get one. Because when you press the button, then all your scores will come out and you simply stick them on your card and off you go. And you play golf. Then you come in and enter the scores into the computer, as you normally do. And that will generate your score for a competition. Now, supposing your score a club doesn't have a card printer, then you will be expected to put the course handicap, your handicap index, your course handicap and playing handicap on the scorecard. Now at this minute in time, your uh, club may not have the new scorecards that are necessary, but as time goes on, they will have, and it'll give you a space for each of those. Now, when I'm saying that, just remember the most important of those three is your course handicap. If you leave that out, you may be disqualified or you will be disqualified or if it's too high you can also be disqualified from the competition so that's the most important one now let's take you going up tomorrow computer not in action what are you going to do well you should go into the clubhouse and you will find a set of charts and one chart will say course handicap on it and you will look across the guidelines and you'll see what did you say your handicap was 16.5 16 16.4 16.4. They'll probably run from 16.4 to 17.2, something like that. And that will generate, according to the slope rating of the tees that you have decided to play, which are probably the only ones in operation tomorrow, uh, might be the green tees. And if you have a slope rating for that, that will give you possibly a handy course handicap of 17. Mm -hmm. Okay, then off you go uh, to the next chart, which is the playing handicap chart. 
which will give you the 95% of that, just as it used to do for four ball, better ball or greensums, and you'll find it in the club, put that in your card, off you go, and whatever is required um, to you, that you need to do to register when you're not using the computer has to be put in place as well. That may will probably not be signing a book. You may be using an app to do so. I'm not sure, but it's whatever is prescribed by your club. But one of the most important things is registering before you put a score in. Now, when you use the computer in the club, that's quite easy because you are automatically registering mm -hmm. by signing into the computer. The difficulty comes when you're not using the computer. And at that time, you must have some facility to register. Now, some clubs will have a, some personnel in the pro shop and you go into the pro shop and say, I'm playing today. And he puts your name down and says, right, off you go, Paul. And then some people maybe just, if they haven't got a professional, maybe just have somebody available on that day who will take your name off of the sheet and say, yes, that's fine, you've registered, off you go. After which you're expected to turn your score. Okay. And good luck, hope you have a good score. So, now, in actual, oh, sorry, so in actual fact, not an awful lot has changed for, for the player who turns up. He gets his handicap for the day. He goes out and he plays. And, and hopefully the computer does a lot of it for him for him or her when they're playing. So it's all done for you. Um, in terms of deciding whether a card that you have that you're going to play, you can register for the competition. But say, for example, at this time of the year when courses are wet and they're playing lit green in place, who makes a decision on whether a card can be a counting card? Well, there's a lot of... Uh, uh information on that on the uh, Congo website and also in their handbook where it explains which can what scores can be used for uh, competition and which scores would not be acceptable for competitions under certain circumstances. Now certainly if there are preferred lies in what we know is the general area that is everywhere on the course then that will not be an acceptable score. If the ball is lifted from the fairway and dropped in a semi-rough that will not be an acceptable score. Neither will it be an acceptable score if mats are used in the semi-rough. But if mats are simply used on the fairways, then yes, that can be an acceptable score. Okay. But also, you are required to pay 18 holes. Okay, It has to be an 18-hole competition. If it's a 14-hole or 16-hole competition, that will not be counted as an acceptable score, even if your scores were scaled up. Okay. So, so at, this time, at, this at this time of the year when a lot of clubs cut the number of holes to get people round or close a few holes to do a bit of work on them. Let's be honest. So, so what we're effectively saying is that winter golf, the old-fashioned winter golf, where a lot of scores didn't count, hasn't changed anyway. That's the same as it was before. It hasn't, hasn't changed at all. But uh, what should be happening is that people are going out, getting used to using their course, their handicap index and using their course handicap, going out and enjoying their games as they normally do, playing their four ball or whatever, whatever way they want to do for, okay. for, for fun. To turn your card for your winter league competition under whatever conditions the club has set up. Brilliant. So, if so, then following on for that, the next question is: We would play our, our like everybody. You play your your wee four ball fifty fifty and a pound for the match. Mm -hmm. um, and it, traditionally, it's off the low man for the, for the handicap differences. That's not changed either because you have your course playing handicap for the day, and that's what you use to take your handicap off. Yes, exactly. 
and uh, it depends how that's in your normal fun competition. I mean, if you were playing a proper pool ball, better ball competition in the club and returning scores with your partner, then you would be getting 85% of each person's yeah. handicap. Okay. And if you were playing a match against two others in a pool ball, better ball format, you would be getting 90%, which okay. is the same as you would be before. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. So uh, really, would it be fair to say that the people maybe getting a wee bit panicky and a bit nervous about this don't really have to, that this, a lot of the work's being done, a lot of the actual sort of computing, okay, if you've got a computer and it's working, it's fine. If you don't have, there's, a, okay, you're going to have to do a wee bit of work. But for the most part, as long as you know what your handicap index is and are prepared to check it at the ready reckoner, you will have a playing handicap to play golf wherever you go. Well, absolutely. And that will take you everywhere in the world. And Sorry. all you need to know is which set of tees you're playing off and what the slope rating is for that set of tees. Make sure that you look up the course rating chart for the set of tees you're playing, whether they are green or blue or purple or yellow, which brings me on to another uh, set of uh, circumstances that are changing, and that is that there will be what's called gender neutral tees. Now we're getting away from the old standard blue, white, yellow, uh, red and changing the colours so that people can play according to their ability. Sometimes uh, it might have been easier for people to play off the ladies' red tees because the carries aren't so excessive, uh, but uh, a lot of men were not prepared to do that because that was a bit of a stigma. I didn't want to play off the ladies' tees. So now we're changing the colours of the ladies' tees to make it simpler for people or easier for them to, to cope with that. And uh, they will have a set of um, indexes are slope rating for the ladies and slope rating for the men of each set of teams and uh, that going forward will happen for every course in Ireland. Uh, currently they don't all have these uh, slope ratings but we're getting there. Is, it's been a slow process to get, it, get around to it. Is there, is there a facility for, for example, um, a, a four ball that has a scratch man hits it a long way. Um, two normal, so we say, average golfers. Um, and an elderly person who wants to play off the forward tees for that day. Can they play in the same competition? Or, you know, on a Saturday, for example, can they all play in the same competition? Absolutely. Uh, and it, 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 you always could, but it's simpler now. Uh, the people who are playing from the forward tees with the higher course rating will get added at the very end of their or their calculations, which is at the end when once they get their playing handicap, they will get the difference between the course rating of the lower course and the higher course. So if you have a course rating of 74 of the forward tees and the course rating is 69 of the back tees, then that person will get plus five. Now, that is for stroke play competitions or maximum score competitions, and it will be added purely for competition purposes after you have returned your score with your playing calculation on that. So that will, that's how that has worked. Now, if it is at Stableford, and of the forward tees, for the sake of example, you take 36 points to play to your handicap, and of the back tees, it takes 38 points to play to your handicap, 
then the people off the forward tees will get two extra strokes to equate it to the people who are playing off the back tees. So yes, everybody can play. They can play according to their ability. They can play mixed gender competitions. They can do all of that by using the slopes of the different sets of tees and the additional uh, points and strokes that they're given. Very good. So in, in, in many respects, this new world handicapping system hopefully helps different genders, kids, adults, good players, older players, all play together and all put in competitive scores. It encourages families to play together. They can, everybody can play off the same set of tees. They'll have their handicaps altered accordingly, or they can all play off different sets of tees and enjoy their games uh, to the best of their ability. Okay. What about things like society handicaps and, and um, sort of people who go out but don't have an official handicap? Um, how, how, how are we going to work that? It, will that be left to societies as it always was to come up with their own rules? Well, that's up to societies. I mean, uh, certain, uh, we're certainly will be going forward looking at the uh, what are called the nomads and the travelling golfers who go around and play at clubs and enjoy golf to the full, but never join a club and therefore have never had access to a handicap. So we'll be looking at methods of, uh, of helping them along to either join or, or in some way to achieve a handicap, but that's, that's for the future. Currently, um, societies, societies tend to have maybe players who have handicaps and players who haven't handicaps. <clears throat> now, they're not an authorised handicapping authority, so therefore they do not have to run uh, or, uh, acceptable score competitions. However, that doesn't take away the right of a player who has a handicap and who wishes to return a score on the day that the society is playing at a particular club. They can do that by registering either at that club or registering with their own club, dependent on what's available, and returning a score. But the one difficulty there is that the player, before they actually go to play in the society, will have to discover whether that is going to be in acceptable score conditions, just as I've explained, that they're playing 18 holes, the tees are sloped and course rated, and that there's not preferred lies or winter uh, rules in place. So once that, all of those have been satisfied, those players who have handicaps are quite entitled to return the score. And once again, the most important thing is that they must register. That may be possible. Yeah. Um, now, it is possible, just to continue with that, yeah. it is possible at the way club, if you like, where the society is playing, that uh, they will have a computer running all day, which allows general play scores to be returned. Okay. Having said that, some clubs may not have that facility because of safety regulations and such like. So therefore, the player would have to register with their own handicap secretary, either by text or whatever, mm -hmm. to say that they intend to return a score on that day. When they do return their score, they will have hand in a scorecard or whatever to the society, but they will have to bring a copy of their scores back to their club. Yeah. Home club. Which, let's be honest, isn't any different from the rules that they were in before, which was if you, had it, if you went out and played in a, hand, in a society off a recognised tee, the ideal thing was take yeah. a picture of it, send it to your handicap secretary, particularly if you've had a good score. Absolutely. Yes, but you don't have a choice now. You have to, <laughs> once you're registered, you do have to put in, okay. uh, put in a score. Having said that, 
the bad scores now don't matter so much because there are no point one increases, which everybody used to be scared of. Yes. Now, talking about the no point one increases, it, so um, will, will we see quite dramatic jumps in handicap between rounds? So I have 16.4. Um, there's no, say, for example, we, I play quite a lot during the winter. The weather's good. I get lucky. But there's no scores counting. We get to April, May, the scores start counting. I play every Saturday. Say within four weeks, could I see my handicap change dramatically or will my handicap index, will handicap indexes only move uh, a finite amount up and down slightly? Well, it depends whether to start with your handicap index represents your playing ability. And in some cases it may not just at the beginning, but so there may be a change in your index, but it's not expected that there'll be a huge change. After all, it's always the average of your best eight scores out of a rolling 20. So it would take a, quite a good score to knock off a bad score within that eight for your handicap index to change dramatically.